It's Friday, and that means it's time to check in with GKB President Craig Karmazin. I think we miss Chris in so many different ways that we don't even realize, especially on the defensive side and the defensive rebounding side in this series. Fridays with Mo. You can't leave Kringle out for 24 hours. Dude, I, come on. You think that's... I, I'm not the Kringle cleanup repairman. Oh, <laughs> now he's flexing his, his owner muscles here. Craig Karmazin on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. It's Friday, Friday. Friday. Always love talking with Craig Karmazin, founder, CEO of Good Karma Brands here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy every single Friday. Craig, can you admit when you're wrong? Yes. Uh, <clears throat> you okay over there? Just trying yeah. to get comfortable. Yeah. Sometimes. Can you at least put a sometimes in there, Craig? Yes. Okay. Um, because I think when you when you're admitting you're wrong, are you are you saying it's because it happened to work out that way or are you still trying to justify why you did the original decision? Like if 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 you're saying, "Hey, it didn't work out, but this is why I did it." Is that admitting you're wrong? I don't know, but you no. you hold on to the last second after doing a show with you for what, 12, 13 years. You do. Wouldn't you say you hold on as long as you can with your point yeah, and I mean, then if, you if you're competitive, if you're competitive, you're going to want to. And you know, I was I was at a White Sox charities event last night. So I was with Tony La Russa after he had done his thing. And it was shocked so that people, people were the questioning the decision. What what'd you say? And he was shocked that people were questioning his decision to intentionally walk someone with two strikes. Well, the thing is so many people from the organization were like, I can't believe he didn't just come out and say like, Hey, you know, I, it was my gut. It was wrong. And you know, like people couldn't believe he didn't admit it was wrong, but I think there's something to what Chewy said about holding out to the last minute. And when you're interviewed five minutes after the game, ten minutes after the game, you're still like holding on to like that that you were right in some way. And I think, you know, th- I think that's part of it because by the time he got to the event last night, he was he made a joke about it. Um, so I, th- it makes I think it there's something to the timing of when, uh, you know, how, how close to the time is when you have to admit you're wrong. Yeah, but, but I mean, the analytics clearly showed, and by that time, he must have had the numbers to say, look, you were dead wrong, because the analytics showed that Turner was hitting, what, 187? Yeah, uh-huh. Like in, two, in one, two counts. Yeah. Decided to and win. Is that, it, Craig, let me ask you that. Is, is that... With him, is that age or stubbornness? No, it's stubbornness. It I mean, is. That's that's who he is, right? So that that wouldn't change. He he made a joke. He said like, yeah, as I was walking to my car, someone asked me if the gamblers got to me, and I was like, nope, that's just me making a dumb decision. <laughs> you know, he made some kind of joke like that. But that makes it so much worse to me because he could have just said that in the press conference. I get what you're saying, Craig, about, you know, it's just 5 minutes, 10 minutes after the game, but at the same time, he got a very long preamble to the question, asked a follow-up question of his own in his answer, and then decided to still say, "Yeah, no, it's fine." 
just because he threw right. a ball. Well, I think he is so competitive, and part of why he's been so successful is, is competition, that he probably brings it to everything. And that's hard, right? Like, it's like people who are a certain way in their business life, and then they bring that, or their you know, athletic life, and then they bring that to their family life, and it doesn't always work. Like, he was trying to win, like, he was trying to beat the media instead of, like, win the press conference. He could have won the press conference by just being honest, being vulnerable. Instead, he was trying to beat the media, like outsmart them, out-tough them, intimidate, whatever it might be. Now, you're too old to be intimidating. Like, and, and here's the other part. Like, If he wants to be intimidating, being stubbornly wrong makes you less intimidating. Like, everyone just yeah. goes, oh, this guy's a dummy. Like, he's not going to outsmart, outsmart me because he's going to be too stuck in his ways. Like, everybody who criticized the hire... Like, they now have something to point to. Yeah, we were right. This guy is just old and stubborn. Yep, but he's going to give – He the part of why he's he's good is he's not going to be afraid of that. He knows that's the criticism, but he's not – You know, he's still going to manage in the way he believes is best. He's not going to try to cater toward avoiding those criticisms, which I think is what you'd want. Yeah. Um, in this case, it was just a bad decision and a decision that couldn't have blown up worse, right? You end up lefty-lefty, you know, and uh, there could have been a ground out and no one would have talked about it. Um, it. It obviously just worked out in the worst possible way. And then they're down, you know, 10-5 and, you know, 11, whatever they're down, and they end up getting the winning run to the plate down 11-9. So they end up losing by two runs in a game where they give up a three-run home run because of that. And uh, we've talked entirely too much White Sox. Yeah, 100%. Like, I, I, and, and again, I, I was going to transition by saying I prefer, like when the Packers screw up and that floor comes out and goes, yeah, it was my fault, I need to be better, I prefer that. So speaking of yeah, the Packers... Yeah, but a lot of times, hold on. Yeah, so when, 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 but karma, with that, though... When, but when we that, opened Verizon wireless stores in New York City, I, you know, that, that was a, a bad decision. That was my choice. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, but with so, that... There's the other side of the coin where coaches do that because they're just covering for a player. Sure. Right? Which sure. doesn't make it right either. No, because they're covering for the player because the play he, the, the coach is probably thinking, hey, the co- the player's not going to admit it, so I'll just I'll take the bullet for him. Which doesn't make that right either. No, but at least someone's like at least he's willing to step up and see a greater good instead of like making things so petty you have to take out the media. But I was going to then transition. Uh, Craig, because I know you have been such a defender of Aaron Rodgers. Earlier this week, Keyshawn Johnson said he thinks Aaron Rodgers is becoming more likable. Would you agree with that, that Aaron Rodgers is kind of seeing, hey, maybe life after football, if I want to be involved with the media, there are some changes that need to be made publicly, and now he's starting to become more likable from a national perspective. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just going to like ebb and flow with Aaron, because I think Aaron is I think Aaron's past that point of worrying too much about what other people think. I think he may have been more likable because he was hanging out with people who he was friends with in that moment, right? Or wanted to look, you know, a certain way in front of if he's hanging out with with Brady or, you know, with other quarterbacks. So I don't think Aaron is doing too much to worry about what other people think of him. I think that's where he got to a while ago. And that's why I don't think he does things for attention. I don't think he does things. I just think he does things because he feels like it. And uh, so I don't think he's doing it to try to, like, get some media deal when he retires. Craig, um, 
to the NBA Finals. Take take the Bucks out of the equation. <laughs> no, we can't. No, no, no. Sorry. Just take them out of the equation right now and assume every team is would have been healthy. Are these the two best teams in the NBA? I mean, the Celtics, if you look at the analytics, the Celtics played the best of anybody, you know, certainly over the last four months. But even their numbers added up that way over the season. Um, you know, in, in the West, I mean, Phoenix was the best. That's, team. What, I'm, that's what I'm getting at. I mean, if, if Phoenix was completely healthy, um, Booker doesn't hurt his hamstring, they're a better team than the Warriors. Yes, I think they are. I think they're. I think Golden State is such a unique team in, you know, in how they shoot and then how they're kind of switchable on defense. But I think Phoenix, yeah, I don't think it's that controversial. Phoenix was the best team in the NBA this year by far. No, I I, I agree. It's I don't just... want to participate in this conversation because of healthy Chris Middleton and the Bucks are playing. No, in the well, that's why I took the Bucks out of the equation. I think, and, and trust me, if I'm doing power rankings, which I dominate, <laughs> I don't care who wins this this series. The Bucks are the number one power rank team going into the season next year. Would you agree with that, Craig? I think going into next year, I think we'll see what happens with the rosters of what, uh, of these teams. What is the biggest thing? Because I know what my answer to this question is, Craig. What is the biggest number one thing the Bucks need to figure out this offseason? Ooh, I, I mean, I I really think if the Bucks keep uh, you know keep this team together, and I think you know replacing Darvin Ham is a really big deal. You know, Dar, you know, I don't know, Chewy, if you could speak to it, the importance of of coaches beyond the head coach. But I think we all, you know, when there's a head coaching change, everyone goes crazy. But Darvin Ham's been a really, really well, important part of this team. Transition that to football, I think people discount the fact that the Packers lost some pretty good assistance as well. And that's not being talked about at all. Right? Yeah, lost Nathaniel Hackett, lost Luke Getze. Two of their top offensive assistants. Yeah. Uh, no, you're. I, I agree. That's going to be a big, big hole to fill. Craig, my first one is figuring out Pat and Bobby because if they yep. both pop, if they both opt in, fantastic. If they both opt out, financially, you're probably going to have to make a decision between one or one or the other. Yep. Which will uh, be difficult. I think. God, I, I, I. You know, we all hope both of those guys are back. Um, but as I said, I think you know. Darvin Ham is a big, you know, big hole to fill, and so be interesting to see how that uh, how that changes. And there's other coaches on this staff who are still being targeted by other teams. Yeah, there are still in, there are still uh, NBA coach openings uh, in in the offseason. You know what's funny? I was out on the lake last week, and Coach Bud obviously got a new boat. <laughs> <laughs> he does not know how to drive a boat at all. I was just watching him do laps, and there was clearly someone from the boat store. <laughs> With him on it, he did like nine laps before you could park the thing. It was it was very entertaining. With a Celsi, it was wonderful. You might want to help him out there. Clearly Craig. being trained with the boat person, and you're going to call working. him out like that even while during his lessons. He might want to hire a captain. That's all I'm saying. Are Craig. you available for hire? No. <laughs> Me? Well, I mean, I'm just saying, he's got a lot of money well, now. Well, I don't want might... Craig to jump for because I've driven with him in a car, and that's an experience. So you don't think Craig can drive a boat? Craig, you can oh. drive a boat. 
No. I can't drive a boat. Damn it, Craig. Didn't we start by admitting when we're bad or wrong? <laughs> oh, no, I cannot drive a boat. All right. Uh, Tried to sell it for you, bud, but all right, fair enough. Hey, we appreciate you coming on here and telling the truth. Yes, that's what I do. I admit when I'm wrong. Uh, just like Chewy, you said you were going to show up on Sunday mornings after you stopped doing the, the weekly show. <laughs> Can you at least admit? I'm not dead. I could still do it. It's been if three you would years. Be there, he's not even going to be there on Sunday. For yeah, this Sunday he's not going to be there. That's true. Not, but that's next true. week, next Sunday, we'll be live from the Juneteenth parade in, uh, in Milwaukee, Chewy. That could be your time. I think I'm going to have a cold, and I don't want to get you sick. <laughs> ah, it's very thoughtful of you, as always, Chewy. Craig, we appreciate the time. Look forward to talking to you again next week. Yep, thanks, guys. Craig Carmerson joins us each and every Friday here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy.